All right, everybody, welcome to the Black Diary Love Podcast, and officially, welcome to Season 2. Go back and stream Season 1 on all platforms, Google, Spotify, Apple, Breaker, Anchor, man, iHeartRadio. Go back and stream us and everything. And once again, man, the podcast is always dedicated to domestic violence hotline. We're dedicated to everything supporting domestic violence, man. Let's just, you know, we're trying to get our people to stop putting their hands on each other. We're trying to stop bullying. We're trying to stop mental abuse, domestic abuse. We're trying to stop all that stuff, man. So if y'all like what y'all hear, go ahead and subscribe to us. You know, we accept comments, feedbacks, good, medium, you know, negative, however you want to do it. But once again, we here live, season two, episode one, and we have a special guest here. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, hey, everybody. It is V Prince, and um, you can find me on Instagram under the V Prince, T-H-E-B-E-P-R-I-N-C-E. I am a host. I am a model. I am a relationship coach, and I guess in general, I am like a serial entrepreneur. Like, I'm just... I'm about making money. I guess in the hood they call it the hustler. The hustle. That's all good. The hustle. Whatever you want to call it, you know what I'm the saying? The, the, the good, the bad, the legal, the illegal. You know, you sometimes you get to an age and you just got to do what you got to do, but then you get older and you know better. So that's really what it's about. I come from a family of hustlers. Like, uh, you know, I come from a family that had like all kind of different businesses and stuff. So I learned from that and that's who I am today. Okay, okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. So let's talk about how everything got started. So yeah. Let's, let's, let's Tell the story of how everything got started. Surely. So, I mean, there's a lot of different places I could pick this story up, but I'll give the long to short as far mm-hmm. as, like, who I am as a person. So, um, I think as far as, like, my grit, that came a lot from, like, my family, as I had mentioned before, but also because I played basketball since I was nine. So, like, being in women's basketball during that time was such a, um, a huge learning experience because mm-hmm. you had, like, Lisa Leslie... They were the first in the WNBA. And we were the first junior Sparks at the YMCA when Mm -hmm. I was younger, when I was like 14. So what that kind of showed me was like the kind of division that there is between like genders as far as women and men, but also how you can be at the forefront of something and learn so much about being an athlete at that time. Fast forward, I become a coach. I'm like coaching kids because I still, I love kids. Like it's just my heart. Um, And I become an entrepreneur and that grit comes into play. That competition comes into play. Um, I eventually get married to an amazing man who is, I would probably say he's a bit more left brained. Um, He was more of like the technology side. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he passes away in 2016. Um, At that point, I find myself a widow. Um, I find myself without my partner. You know, there's a lot of drama happening with like our families and like all these different things. Like when someone dies, things like the threads become pulled apart. And that's all based on what your family structure is built on, on the foundation of that. So, you know, imagine like when Big Mama dies and ha- and how things change when Big Mama dies. You know, y'all don't have picnics no more. Don't nobody know how to make the peach cobbler anymore. Yeah, like everything the is wet. Right, right. Well, do the barbecue right, no right, more. right. So things are whack for numerous years because you're essentially rebuilding, but also the fact, and this is something that I pay very close attention to with my family structure as it is today, is that there is no next in line. We don't focus on who's the next matriarch of the family, who's the next patriarch of the family. And then that falls in line with the ways we think about money, having Mm -hmm. wills, um, even being an entrepreneur. It's about Mm -hmm. the legacy of the family. So I think a lot of times we all as families like operate in this like 
we, oh, survival mode, and yeah, we're trying yeah. to figure it out, and everything falls apart. So fast forward now, he passed away in 2016. It is now 2019, 2020, and um, I find myself hosting. I do date coaching for people and help them like get their romantic lives together, <laughs> uh, which is just one of the many things that I have my hands in. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how everything got started. Hey, that's beautiful. That's yeah, wonderful, yeah, though, yeah. too, because we need date coaches. We here. I made it. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't exactly. think I was going to make it. Exactly. So, <laughs> before, before we uh, go off into the business side, I want to go back to where you said people don't get together no more yeah, like that, with yeah. uh, families and stuff. Because I agree. Mm -hmm. I'm actually trying to get a barbecue together on the 16th because I said to myself, you know what? So many people are dying now. Mm -hmm. uh, rest in peace, John Witherspoon. He passed mm -hmm. away. John Singleton passed away. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of elders are passing on now. Mm -hmm. And it's our turn to take that, you know, take that torch. With Absolutely, now. yeah. So with that... This is my problem with that. I think what it is, is too much distractions in the world as far as technology mm -hmm. and working over 40 hours and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, I think that's the reason why because we're not, you know, we're too busy to the point where we're too tired to right. want to do things. Hell, we barely have time for our children. I'm not saying I got right. children, but right. we barely have right. time for our children. Right. So with that, with that going on, how do you feel about that? So I think there's a couple of things that we got to consider. For one, because the technology exists and we're able to kind of document every single thing, mm -hmm. um, case in point, <laughs> it means that we actually have more evidence of things that we never realized before. So we can say now, oh my God, we work too much and we do this and that, but we are ourselves are latchkey kids, yep. which means that the generation prior to us actually worked probably more hours than we might be working now, if mm -hmm. not at least the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can yeah. also take that back and remember if our grandparents worked a lot of hours, mm -hmm. our grandfathers maybe were, you know, um, janitors or had these jobs and they were the breadwinners of the household. Mm -hmm. They worked hella hours. I remember in my youth, a lot of times you didn't see men like at family gatherings or different things because they were at work mm -hmm. like all the time. Yeah, like, like I had an uh, uncle who drove an ambulance yeah, uh -huh. till the day he died in his 70s. Like he worked. So we have to take that in consideration. That I think that there's a level of romanticism that we kind of play into because it's not, it's impossible to fully know what really happened, right? Yeah. Um, with that being said, there are so many distractions um, that prevent us from communicating effectively and getting together the way that we would like to. I believe so um, too. And I think that there is a transitional period in that, meaning that we now are aware of our traumas. Mm -hmm. We now are more aware of our shortcomings as families. Mm -hmm. And so that also might push us further away, right? Because it's like, I'm not dealing with, the, I'm not going to the picnic because the crazy uncle going to be there and right. I ain't trying to run into him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and, and it's so crazy not to, and you know what's so crazy about that? We, society now worships people like the isolation and stuff like that. I, I say that all the time. Yeah, people, yeah. you know, society, you know, society worships stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, it's good to be an introvert, you know, uh, isolation. I, I cannot stuff. stand it. And, I cannot stand it. You know, you know, and with me, I like to talk a lot. Even when I was a young kid, I used to talk a lot. Yes, I was the kid that used to get popped in his mouth all the time. <laughs> but, you know, exactly, you know, but, you know, it's crazy because, and this is why I'm going to go towards the dating part real quick of it. But, you know, before I get to that dating part, when it comes to the family gathering events and everything, it's like nobody don't want to deal with each other. Well, everybody just don't want to come around. You know, everybody would say, okay, well, I love you, this and that, mm -hmm. and everything on mine. But, you know, when somebody puts stuff together, oh, I'm busy. I got this and that going right, on. Right. But here's the thing. Black folks got 
the vacation hours. We got, we got the, the uh, person. We got the personal yeah. days. We got the sick days, yeah. and we don't take them. We don't. I, I mean, I think our generation is the first, like I said, to be aware of the traumas, but we're also the first to try to figure it out. We mm -hmm. don't have the answers, so we're tired. We're exhausted. We are mm -hmm. depressed. We are anxious. We're all these things that we weren't allowed to say. Because what your grandma said, you got that. Oh, ain't nothing wrong with you, baby. Boy, what? Boy, ain't nothing wrong with you. Go take a nap. Exactly. You need to drink some water. <laughs> Go on in there and get you a piece of pound Boy, cake what? and relax. Exactly. So we weren't able to have the problems that granny probably had. The problems that our aunties, uncles probably had. So now we're in this place where we're like, we're trying to balance family life. We're trying to be successful entrepreneurs and career people while also spending time with our families somehow. Mm -hmm. And the answer that a lot of people are coming up with is, oh, well, forget it. I don't, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Yes, you cannot have time, but it's about making the time. You have to make the time. You have to. And it's about seeing the value and, and the importance of building a solid foundation mm -hmm. for your family. Because if you don't see the value in that, you're going to look up and it'll be the story of nobody came to the funeral. That, you know, Whoa. oh, and they died alone in a cold room. Like, no one should be that way. No, no I don't care. And honestly, for me, I don't... I struggle with this because I don't really sympathize with the introversion mm -hmm. um, answer because some people aren't introverts. They're just claiming it Yeah. because they're socially awkward. And mm -hmm. so I have actually wrote a book that's, that should be out soon. Any day, y'all. Y'all give me a chance because I'm having technical <laughs> difficulties with getting it up. But it's already written and it's called How to Make Friends. True. And in the, the book, I actually talk about um, introversion and how a lot of people may not be introverts, they're just socially awkward and they don't know what to say. They're uncomfortable with going out in public by themselves mm -hmm. and they don't really know how to make or be friends. And you know, what's crazy you say that is, I remember when I had went to a bar and I sat next to I was talking to somebody and they were just shaking like, <laughs> they're like they didn't know what to say and everything. And I'm so like, nervous. Hmm. So nervous. And that probably came from years of anti-socialization mm -hmm. you get you know and i think as teenagers we kind of become a little like emo and a little you know we're a little angsty in our teens so we're like what you said an emo the <laughs> emo was us all. Yo, the, uh, okay i took it a step further because i was like really emo i was like really out here in the streets listening to the music like i was really doing that um but i think there comes a point where you have to mature and actually grow out of it and pick up the skills for being able to socialize with people. Like, it's okay if you get nervous and even shaky. People like Oprah and, and all these public speakers have talked about their first times getting up in public oh, and how nervous wow. that they can be. But what happened? They overcame that. Exactly. You can overcome. I mean, I granted, you could have like some serious health issues that, <laughs> that make you go on stage and pass out. You might want to go to a doctor for that. Yes. But for most of us, I think that it's possible for us to um, learn the skills that it takes to actually be it, a little more steady-handed about it. it. It does. It takes time because, like I said, when I was young, I used to be the child that talked a lot. And mm -hmm. time, this is where society had beat me down at the time. Mm -hmm. I used mm -hmm. to be the child that talked a lot. But then people used to come to me all the time and say, uh, you need to think before you say things. Mm. You uh, you don't consider nobody's feelings, this and that and everything. Mm. You're talking too smart. And that kind of defeated me on the inside. Yeah, so I kind of yeah, slowed yeah. down my communication mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I started reading books on friendship, relationships, this and that. Mm -hmm. You know, start watching videos, watching Malcolm X, watching Oprah, you know, mm -hmm. looking at, watching how they do things, listening to a lot of podcasts, this and that. So I yeah. said, you know what? Fuck it. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Right. And a lot of people don't, a lot of people, I'm not saying that that's what a lot of people should do, but 
you know, you have to, we, when, we, when we talk about people like that, sometimes I'll be thinking to myself, maybe somebody is defeating that person on the inside. Right. Maybe somebody right. is coming at that person the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Maybe that person comes from a household where the family want to want to be ignorant all they mm-hmm. want to, but that person mm-hmm. want to actually right. get up and go do something. Because mm-hmm. we even see TV shows like that. Right. That one person in the house is smart. But and the whole, they get and, shut down. Yeah, the whole, yeah. the whole family be on BS and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the one thing I like about what you got, what you do, you like to bring people out there. You bring people out there comfort zone. You know, make That's them feel the good about themselves. That's and the we need more of that, especially with everything going on in this world. Mm-hmm. The killing, the violence, yeah. you know. It's BS. just creating more of a separation. The more we isolate, the more we don't mm-hmm. understand each other. And I think that in general, if we have a better understanding of who we are and we, we are embracing our differences and and uh, fully becoming aware of who we are as people, then we can just deeper love. Now, that doesn't address racism because yeah. racists are just stupid. Mm-hmm. And that ain't going to fix it. And ain't no amount of mixed children with curly hair and uh, adorable baby hairs and swoops on their foreheads going to fix it. Ain't gonna stop That's a pure them. ignorance mm-hmm. thing. That's not an education or socialization thing. That's just people who want to uphold levels of superiority. And that will not stand. But in general, as a community, we should be embracing each other. Because mm-hmm. you know what the racist people, you know, half of them people, the people that was racist back then, now they're grandfathers now. So it's like it's like it didn't die. It's crazy. It, you know, just like with us, it continued on. Like it like like of on. all the brothers and sisters that went through what we went through, yep. we became we're the grandchildren mm-hmm. and uh, you know uncles and past terms, Absolutely. you know future terms of them. So it's the racist. You know you mm-hmm. got you know a lot of people need to think about what people are like. Oh, a lot of these white folks saying racist thing. That's maybe true, right. but I guarantee you, majority of them folks are a grandchild. Or a cousin, uncle, sister, brother mm-hmm. of a past person who used to be like that. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that. You 100%. are definitely right. I guarantee uh, we got a question, but keep going. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, uh, that being said. Okay, we're good. Are we good? Mm-hmm. What the question? What the it question? wasn't a question. It was a Facebook does uh, like, oh, you want to tag somebody in the video? I'm like, yeah, why? no, they're not here. <laughs> why would I do that? So, so, you talked about the WNBA. Correct. You love the WNBA, huh? Okay, so I am in support of WNBA, but I don't really watch any professional sport. Like, I don't really watch anything regularly. I don't, like, TV shows included. Mm-hmm. I don't really watch anything regularly. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's nothing good. So I fully support WNBA. If I, like, get tickets, I'll go. Mm-hmm. If I see it on TV, I'll, like, pop in and be like, oh, bet, get it. Y'all is killing it. And then bop out. You know. That's me. <laughs> a, lot of people, a lot of people don't know. I actually do watch. I watch the WNBA. Oh, dope. Okay. I do, I do, I support it because, okay. you know, I was even, I even supported when Candace Parker was the first woman to dunk in, uh, mm-hmm. in high school in the McDonald's Regional. Candace Parker. I was like, what? Bad. I want to say, I was like, nasty in these streets. I want to say, I was like, what? 10, 15? I want to say, I was like, 15? I was young because yeah, I'm 28 yeah. now. So okay. I was yeah. real young when it happened. I probably wasn't even in high school yet when that had happened. Yeah. But I remember watching that and. You know, the good thing, a lot of uh, the women's sports are on the rise right mm-hmm, now. Because mm-hmm. now um, you see a lot of women taking over, you know, with the volleyball, the basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you see women's Soccer, football coming back. Yeah. Even with women's wrestling. Now yeah. women's wrestling is the best wrestling on the planet compared mm-hmm. to the men's now. Tennis. Ooh. Yeah, all that stuff. Venus Tennis. Venus killing. Best, best athlete in exactly. the world. Exactly. Tr- track. You know, tr- you all got track. All track, yeah. You got yep. track and field. Killing it. But... The good thing about the WNBA that I like, 
when they they play at a flow. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's like they're not aggressive, right. but they're not soft on each other. They right, play right, at right. a flow like. Oh, they just, go at it. Yeah, it's, and it's, I feel like they're more textbook than the NBA. But you also got to look at the fact that like the NBA has been so like driven by ad sales and sponsors and all that for so long is fully funded that mm-hmm. they have to play a certain way. They don't get to be as technical as I feel like they should. I watch and I'm like, what is he doing? Like, that's not defense. What is this fast break? Like, y'all are like, was that supposed to be a three-point? Like, I'm like I, so uh, critical. I think, I think they and they don't get to do it. They just yeah, be I, showy and flashy. I think, yeah, I think they, um, mm. Cause you gotta look at the times that we in now. Exactly. It ain't like how it used and to be. And that's back. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It ain't like how it used to be back in the day. I'm not as intrigued. Like uh-huh. I'm a Laker fan, right? <laughs> the Lakers. So, I'm an OG Laker. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. A junior cool. Laker. Okay. 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 Cool, we cool, played cool, at cool. the Forum. Okay. 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 The Great cool. Western Cause, cause, Forum. Because you know these new Laker fans coming out. No. That's what I'm saying. Because uh, LeBron is yeah, there. Yeah. You know. Now this is. See, we might not have time to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that one. We might not be able to talk about it. My real Laker fans know what I'm what I might be hinting at. I'm just I'm kind of like yawn. Where's Kobe? <laughs> Don't Kobe to come back. Well, he we need he, help. He be at the games looking like he do be looking like he like man. Like, <laughs> if I was on the court right, like you know, like, y'all lazy. Like, for real, right, baby ass. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but you know, a lot of people don't know. At the time being, um, Kobe used to get in Shaq's ass about that yeah, too. Yeah. Shaq used to uh, when Shaq got that money, uh, instead of training and stuff, he was eating yeah, McDonald's, he'd be out, yeah, he be out, out crazy. Meanwhile, yeah. Kobe's on his fifth practice of the day. He's literally. been up since three in the morning. <laughs> literally, literally. Kobe's work ethic is one to definitely be a take note of because mm-hmm. a beast. They call him Black Mamba for nothing. Oh yeah, you know yeah. the crazy yeah. thing about it is it ain't really no players out there like that. It's, no more. And I, that's what I was saying. I was like watching this latest Laker game with LeBron and who did they play? Matter of fact, it was the Clippers. Was it? Was the Clippers? No, no, no. It, oh, it no, wasn't no, no, the Clippers. No, no, no. It was. Um, I want to say Utah. Utah. A part of me want to say it was Utah or one of them uh, super white teams. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's who anymore because I don't watch like that. Mm-hmm. But I was just watching the game and I was like, this is so boring. Like y'all are lazy. Like y'all don't really have it, like enough skill. I know everybody loves LeBron, but I'm just kind of like, okay. Yeah, you're the tallest thing out there. You should be scoring, you know, 30, 40 points. You would think it'd be that easy. Ain't nobody <laughs> doing nothing though. It ain't, There's it no ain't. competition. And, and you know, I, as far as I see it. But I'm overly critical because I'm also a and, coach. So. And when you were saying that you don't like mm. <laughs> and when you say you don't look at not impressed, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, hor- it's horrible. And I just be like, and then they get injured so quick. I'm just like, right, but I'm injured like, for nothing. I'm like, damn it, yo! I just be like, oh, you injured again? Meanwhile, Iverson would have like every part of his body be broke. Boy, Kobe and too. Still go out. Jordan, Kobe, Jordan, relentless. Boy, Jordan had flu like a mug, boy. <laughs> right, it's still one. Still, Still one buzzer beaters and everything. So anyway, I think we're off topic. No, no, no. It's one of my favorite things. No, no, no. I love sports. I just don't get to watch it as often as I would like. But you know, since now, uh, when you were saying that you don't look at entertainment, look at nothing like on television like that. No. Not regularly. Yeah, like no. I'll do like a binge watch. Binge watch. Yeah. Me personally, I look at highlights. Yeah, yeah. YouTube highlights. So like show. Saturday Night Live, I'll just catch a little clip. Yeah. I'm not uh-huh. watching the whole show. Mm. No, thank you. You know, like with basketball, wrestling, mm-hmm. football, and all that stuff. It's too much. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like it's, it's content. 
It don't make sense yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like, sure. you know, let me just go on YouTube and see one that people right. on there will be hacking the uh, yeah. little thing. They be like, yeah. all right, let me take it and do like this. I'm like, right. all right, cool. You're all right. right. I'm, I'm the same done. way. Because I can't sit, I can't sit up and look at TV. I can't sit up and look at Housewives of Atlanta and Love and Hip Hop and right. all that stuff. I can't sit up there and look at all that stuff. No more. I don't really like watch that like that it. anymore because it just be real mindless chatter. They all are doing the same thing. Somebody cheating on somebody. Somebody been getting cheated on for years and she's still surprised mm -hmm. and angry. She's still surprised and angry. So she run around wreaking havoc and she horrible friend because she don't she's depressed and she don't know how to be a good person. And then somebody fighting. Someone throw water, champagne across the table, chairs go flying. Man, I be somebody looking, I be looking like, loose, man. like it's just, it's too much for me. I can't do it. I'm like, all this for probably $500,000. <laughs> right. And, that, and that's just and me. That, that's, me that's, that's me saying that. So I want y'all jumping on her. Hey, no, jump on me. I don't care. Come for me. <laughs> I, this It still but stands. I feel it, it's like, it's like, it's like all this. I say, you know what? Let me, let but, me okay, but this is what I will say about reality TV is that it does provide an opportunity and a platform mm -hmm. for people to promote their businesses and their yeah. brands if mm -hmm. they have it together. So I do, I actually do very much admire the way that a lot of these reality stars, now obviously the top of that is like Cardi B, right? Yeah, yeah. Because she was able to like flip her thing. And she was already yeah. doing it. She already had a platform before she got to Love and Hip Hop. And you know, it helped, uh, it helped K. Michelle get her career back. And K. Michelle. Mm -hmm. K. Michelle. We can name like a, a bunch yeah, of people yeah. who would like help revive revitalize um, mm -hmm. their careers, their businesses, etc. So yeah, if you're doing it for that, cool. If you're just on there and you're just a forever, like, this whole Fizz and April thing, I don't know if you've been following I, uh, I only see it on social media. That's I the say, only reason I know. This, Highlights. This is what I'm going to say is, Amarna is the perfect example of... <laughs> Unbothered. That's not that, but, but I say this all thing. The thing about business is minding your own. He's the perfect example of that. And so many people not are mad. Yeah, so many people are mad at that. And I'm like, y'all really that damn bothered? Because they don't know how to mind their business. Exactly. Only somebody who business. knows the true art of minding your business understands the value of minding your business. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, two things, either this man don't care or he knows something that nobody don't know and he's just like, you know, I ain't even about to do it. He is not concerned. He recording he's the not. album, he learning the same new dance moves. Like, he's doing his own thing, minding his children. Exactly. He, he is not in the mix of that raggedy, ashy drama. And I see, and I see a lot of women just be tough. So his mom bothering, this is bothering me. Yeah. Ugh, I hate this. I hate this guy and everything. And I'm like... You that damn piss poor yeah, morally yeah, that you feel that yeah, fucking way? Yeah, it's true. Like, excuse me, but I'm I'd be in the comments way? of the shade room just to see the venom. I'd be scrolling like, ooh, she mad, ooh, she mad, ooh, she mad. Yeah. Ooh, he mad. Ooh, they mad. Look at that. I just, and I go through and I like them just to act them like, yep, yep, say it, girl. Be angry. Yeah, I, I, just, I, just, I just be like, man, look, I'm like, let me shut I may not watch the reality shows, but every now and then I like a little tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm but it's just it's spice just, of life, <laughs> and then you go back to minding your own business, right? <laughs> no, nah, but it's so, but it's crazy though because with all that going on, you know what I sit back and say, I'm like, yo, motherfuckers is really funny in real on earth. Yeah. Motherfuckers is really yeah. funny on earth in real life. Motherfuckers is really funny in real life. Yeah, they are. Like 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 I'm not even I only be laughing so much. Straight yo, face. Motherfuckers is really funny on earth. Yeah. Like you really can't you no y'all really is this funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't really behave this way. For and real. they wonder why your life got so many problems. Mm-hmm. And then to, to loop it back around to why I started date coaching, you wonder why your dating life is absolute trash. And then you want to try to blame it on the opposite sex Whoa. when it's not fully their fault. Whoever it's it is, you blaming it on women or on men. It's not fully their fault. You are partially to blame. I so that's why I started much. coaching because I like snatching people's edges. Sure, I'm not a hairdresser, but I snatch. I had to. I had to. I had to learn. I had to learn that it's not their fault all the time. It's my fault. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Accountability. Yeah. That's a good word. But at the same time, I learned toxic is toxic, no matter who it comes from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, the perfect example of that is. When, if I'm dating a woman and she feel like <clears throat> everything that I say is stupid or ignorant, like mm-hmm. trying to, you know. Shut you down. Yeah, like every time I say so, she give me a, a certain response like, what the hell you think it is? Duh, why you ain't think that before this yeah. night? And I be like, man, look. And that plays into the lack of communication skills on their part. Because I actually find a lot of women expect men to read minds. <sighs> what? So you exist. he should just know is my favorite. I'll I, just be like I'm gonna tell you one thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you uh, something. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you one thing. I, I, honestly, I'm gonna tell you something though. I that is one of my biggest pet peeves. I'm like, I ain't no mind reader. There is if no you, way for what, me. What to that what that picture say? Oh, uh, babe, I'm hungry. What do you want to eat? I don't know what you want to eat. Whatever you want to eat. And the guy keep driving home. Right. That's me. I'm the guy. Right. I'm going to drive home because you're not saying nothing. You ain't saying nothing, so it looks like we're not eating. Yeah, exactly. Cause I'm like, okay, well. Fine uh, by me. And it, it, yeah, it, it don't, it don't, it don't really, bo- it don't mm-hmm. bother me. It, it don't, you know. Yeah. No, that's so true. That is very true. And people, both like, oh, sides have their issues, right? Mm-hmm. Like both sides be having because a guy will shut down about some feelings. A sap. A guy will not tell. Um, no, no, I'm fine. That's my favorite too. Yeah, on both sides, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You, mm-hmm. I'm fine. You not fine, and it's not fine. And I'm gonna keep bugging you until we figure mm-hmm. out what's going on. I had and to that's learn, how it should be. I had to learn that because uh, a lot of relationships, when a woman pissed me off, I'm like, man, it is what it is. I don't care. It but is, you know what? At the point of my life now, I'm like, look, I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. You never know what can happen nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Look, if I feel like this ain't going to work, I'm going to pull you to the side and be like, hey, look, I'm going to be honest with you, man. You need to be Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the thing, here's a lot of things that people don't understand about relationships. I'm sure you talked about this too. We don't mean what we say, say what we mean. And mm-hmm. the thing about business is, uh, is minding our own. And nobody don't understand their pecking order in a relationship. Oof. Oof, a word. Uh-huh. Yeah. A word. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, every relationship is different, right? So with that in mind, um, you are going to have certain expectations for your partner in a relationship mm-hmm. and vice versa. And the the goal, and, and Napoleon Hill talks about this in a book that well, was written back in the book. Napoleon Hill is that guy. The only real book I I read from often is Outwitting the Devil. Yeah, that's the best. That's, that's really the, the only one. book you uh-huh. gotta read. The others, I think, you can just kind of skim through. You gotta get Think, but think, uh, think and Grow Rich, too. Think know? and Grow Rich, I think, is important, but I think in the line of general life application, yeah, that, that definitely you is. have to read Outwitting. Yeah, you, you just to. have to. Think and Grow Rich takes it to another level. It's like yeah, intermediate yeah. money-making and mindset and all of that. But if you start with Outwitting the Devil and the way that he talks about... Um, your uh, your general circle, your friends, yeah. and your most closest partner. Mm-hmm. 
um, you understand the value of a relationship and that it should be a dynamic. It shouldn't be about power struggle. It shouldn't be about, oh, I'm the man and I do this and you're the woman and you do this. It should be about, look, we work together to reach this objective. And if we're not on the same page with that, it's going to mess both of us up for what we're trying to do. Because you're not going to get what you need and I'm not going to get what I need. No, regardless of what you know the dynamic exactly is in gender roles and all that none of that stuff matters if people aren't doing what they are expected to do in exactly. the relationship and y'all exactly. are on the same page about it exactly because so. you got nowadays to relate the, the perfect relationship now is what is a happy wife happy life and it, uh, it like yes but no yeah 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 you know i'm, I'm in like, between she should be happy yeah yeah i'm like, in between but this is the what house I, needs to be happy. Yeah, this is what I say. I say it's it's mutual for both. If you don't spoil yeah. her, she spoil you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's mutual for both because mm-hmm. if you're not his, this is how cheating starts too. If you're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. if if you're not happy, the guy's gonna find closure somewhere else, regardless. Same way, and you know, it's a lack of happiness and a lack uh-huh. of uh, confidence because insecurity will also make someone cheat mm-hmm. because they feel like they are not worthy of love that they could be getting from their partner and i mean in general if somebody cheats it it's not the onus is not on their partner they made a decision to cheat it's on them yeah yeah it's, however it's the mm-hmm. symptoms that lead into that can be but but at the same time if that if if that person cheat i still say that's your that's their fault what the person that's cheating? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Their fault. Yeah, no, no, it's th- that's air fault for sure. Because I'm, but sure I'm you saying there's some... symptoms leading uh-huh. into that that could come from both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. It's not yeah, totally it's, on. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because yeah. it's the reason why they probably did it, but at the right. same time, it's, you it's, know you're wrong for doing it. It's still your yeah, fault. Correct. You know? You are upset. Because I'm sure you heard. Correct. I sure. I'm sure you heard a lot of men say, "Well, I did this because she ain't do that, this and that." But right. here's the one thing I, I promise you, probably ask, "Have you tried talking to her?" Right. And a lot of them probably say, "Yeah." Well, you know, uh yeah. Um, that is like, so cheating to me is so much more deeper. And what I really see the cheating sometimes is like the final straw Uh of things that have been happening for years and probably most likely a relationship that shouldn't have gone past the second date. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of people hold on so hard to any glimmer of the happily ever after that they're chasing, but they have no clue how to fully construct that happy, happily ever after. And they don't know how to let something go when it just ain't working. Yeah. You know, it just ain't a good fit. That's what traumas come in. And that's when you start abusing people. That's when you start overlooking how you truly feel inside. You start pushing Mm -hmm. down those feelings of like, I don't like this and I'm uncomfortable and this isn't giving me what I need. And you start making sacrifices. Then you get resentful. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been in it. I've been with you for three years and why you ain't. And da, da, da. it ain't working. It ain't working. Let it go. I don't care how long y'all been together. Mm-hmm. Three years, five years, four days. It does not matter. If it ain't working, gotta you got to go. know when the time is to just kiss the baby and say, you know what? This is fine. I think we should both just go our separate ways and do our own thing and be happy. So what you think is the biggest problem about that? Because you got a lot of people who feel like, yeah, that person toxic, but that's my baby. You know, that saying, oh, they a, toxic. You know, that, that's, just, that's just her. You know, that's just her. Because, you know, especially with a lot of men, we, you know, when the, when we when we chilling at the at the boys' crib yeah. and the wife yeah. come over there and, and she, she start, start yelling and everything, toss up, oh, y'all ain't doing none of this, man. Yeah. yeah, you know, and... 
you know, sometimes I, I don't I don't do that. I don't make excuses and I don't advise mm-hmm. people to do that. Because what happens is is that neither one of you are truly operating in your highest best self. Mm-hmm. When you are making excuses for your partner when they're doing things that you obviously do not like exactly. and the only thing you got for it is, well, that's my baby, that's my boo, that's just how they are. That to me shows you're not happy. Mm-hmm. Because this is the thing. When you are happy, and when you love yourself, which they can be the same or, or they at least go hand in hand, happiness and self-love, you don't operate in places that are toxic. Yeah, you don't live in landfills. You don't uh, dance with trash. Like you don't. So if something, <laughs> you know, if there's stink in the room, you're not going to stay in the room because you are. No, that's not how I work. That's not what brings my soul joy. That is not of God. Exactly. I'm cool. So at that point, you evaluate not just your partner, but everybody around you. Mm-hmm. You are constantly reassessing where those relationships currently are and where they could go. So even with your girlfriend, maybe you guys have been together two years and all of a sudden she just, something just ain't right. And yeah, it just yeah, don't yeah. be sitting right with you and now she's disrespecting you in public and stuff like that. You don't give her a couple chances, babe. No, you're going through something right now, but you're doing things to me, and I appreciate. I'm mm-hmm. here for you. That's where the communication comes in, right? But it's but you know when you say that, I, I understand where you come from. But you got a lot of women that shut that down quick. That's not your problem. Mm-hmm. That's not your problem. Cause you know they'll, they'll try to yeah. the man's ego, the male ego on that. That's the thing. I I also because I'm not just gonna empower women. Mm-hmm. I want to empower men too mm-hmm. because if we all don't get to a better place of like communicating and knowing our power in a relationship, we're never gonna get to a better place as a community. Mm-hmm. So I will tell a man, I don't care how fine she is, I don't care how good she does sexy things for you, I don't care That's what it working. is. If you feel the point where she's not listening, she's shutting you down, she's, I don't know, emasculating you, whatever, disrespecting you in any way, and you've told her about it, and she's trying to come at you crazy, because what did we talk about, or what you were talking about in the beginning of the episode is about learning to not put our hands on each other, right? Exactly. It's also about respecting each other and not abusing in general. Mm-hmm. And to not abuse means that I don't disrespect you and I don't shut your exactly. spirit down. So if you as a man are in a relationship with a woman who's like, come and at you crazy how how long before that reaches the next level you know what i mean how long before it either reaches a tipping point for you or a tipping point for her where y'all in public and she done poked you in the forehead and you like what is happening you know what i'm saying so i always encourage if you are at a point where your partner's shutting you down and not listening and communicating you're not even dealing with somebody who's ready to be in a relationship you're not and And you gotta cut I'm quick to cut it. You cut got it. to. You got to. Y'all should be breaking up more than y'all are. I got to. Way Cause, more. Because I'm gonna tell you one thing. Like if I'm start talking to a, uh, if I'm start talking to a woman and I feel like all she wanna do is argue, argue all the time. Oh yeah, no. I, she's I, with I, drama. I, I walk away too she much. She loves drama. I, yeah, I, yeah, I walk. Away. And you got some women. You got you got a lot of men and women who get off on that. They feel like you because you see it on social media where exactly uh, and on these reality yeah shows, yeah right? if, he, if he don't do this or argue with me or this and that i can't handle a man that don't stand up to me this right. and that thing but when you talk about standing up you're not talking about standing up as in putting his foot down in the household stand up you talk about right. standing up as in if he argue you want him to go upside yeah. your head right right because that's what you're used yeah, to it, mm-hmm. which goes back to and addresses the previous generations where we have these traumas that have been instilled in us. She probably saw, 
either her mother or somebody in her family deal with relationships like mm -hmm. that. And because the average person, especially black people, don't have one good example of what a healthy relationship looks like, that's all she got to go off of. Mm -hmm. All she knows is, okay, well, if he don't get me together, if he don't shake me up or smack me in the face or whatever, he don't really love me because it's not passion. Yeah, it's burning well, he passion. Ain't he ain't really a man. He ain't about that life. It's not about that, and that's absolutely unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And you, know, you got, and, and, you know, and you know you got some guys because I don't want to put it all on the women but you got some guys who be like well my girl don't do this she don't do that she gonna get touched yeah you know and you know it's like it's like you know because I, I, I listen to all of this and I watch this stuff and I'm like yo this can't this is not life this is not how no. it is I don't me personally I don't want to be I do not it's want not to be in a relationship there, like in no place in time is putting your hands on a partner healthy there's no excuse for it, and it, the onus is completely on the person who handed out the hands. <laughs> like, you need to go to therapy, you need to have a talk with yourself, and you need to center yourself so that you understand why you did it and fully prevent yourself from doing that again. Exactly. If that means you flee the dating state, then you leave. You leave the state. Exactly. It's, it's, it's just not okay. Because once it gets to that point where y'all putting your hands on each other. Oh, it's... And look, I'm going to share something that I have not shared with many people. And I don't know if anybody watching this Facebook Live would even know this. But this is really some super confidential information. It's the first time I'm ever saying. Um, when I was married, we got to a point in our like miscommunicating and arguing where we started putting our hands on each other. And I started it. I was the one that did it first. Oh, you was bopping upside the head. I, I was doing, oh, no, no, no. It was worse. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's something that I can like, you know, kind of chuckle about now because it's like so crazy mm -hmm. to, to be in a mind state where you truly feel like, oh, this is the only thing I can do to express what I got to express. And I'm so frustrated. And it's this and that. And both of us were in this place where we became people that was not natural to us. And so following the death of, of my late husband, I had to get down deep into that and just be like, I knew it was wrong then. And thank goodness he never really retaliated on me the way that I was doing on him. Mm -hmm. um, but I had to get to the bottom of that and be like, what, what were the symptoms that led to me becoming that person? What did I do to make myself into that person? And how do I heal from that? So let me ask you a question. Did you ever uh, try to seek out therapy for... Uh, so at the time, I wasn't in a place to even receive those messages. Okay. I will tell you clearly, the person that I was when I was married is a completely different person. Everything in my life is completely different. I don't. Mm -hmm. I moved from Los Angeles. Yeah, course, Professionally, everything I do is different. Mm -hmm. But I tap into that because people still know me as that person. Very angry, very um, like critical and judgmental, and I lost a lot of friends. Yeah, Some of them deserve to get lost. Yeah, those, those, <laughs> but those people you don't want to deal with. It's not really people you want to deal with, and, and, and we don't. You know, it is what it is. Like, hey, you, I see you on that. Do mm -hmm. your thing. But it's like when you are that kind of person, you build the world around you to reflect what you feel inside. And I can't put it all on him or anything that he was doing to uh, justify the actions that I decided to take. That was on me. So I knew because I couldn't rectify it with him at that time because it was like he passed away in the midst of all kinds of craziness we were going through in our relationship. So after the aftermath of just not only grieving your, your partner who's passed, but you also got to reconstruct yourself and be like, okay, 
Now I have no choice but to dig, dig deep and see who I am. And that's when you put yourself and against heat. the wall and, you know, where you have to... You got to lock around. yourself, almost mm-hmm. literally, you got to lock yourself in a room yep. and talk to God about it. Mm-hmm. And talk to yourself about it. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of journaling. Um, I was I was going to therapy, but there were some really horrible therapists that I... I had like three different therapists. Man. All of them were white. One was an old white man. And he would sit in these therapy sessions and I would tell him things and he would be like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. I remember when I was 12 years old and I'm like, this ain't about you. Bro, you my therapist. Exactly. I need you. Like if you don't shut up and listen and write on your notebook. So, so this so this, so this is crazy. crazy. And it's crazy because a lot, I think a lot of us need to do this, what you just did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to put ourselves in the room and think for a minute. Really yeah. just deep Slow down. down. Uh-huh. Just stop and Cut just think for all a the noise. Mm-hmm. That's what I had to do. And I, I mean, and you're right though. E- each and every person um, is, is dealing with a certain amount of issues, right? We all have really tough times in our life. We have times when there's so many voices going on in our heads or so many things going on around us. I highly encourage anybody to take stock and throw out anything that is not serving you to the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Look, you got your job, you got maybe kids or whatever, you got to pay these bills. Cool. Build up from there. If that means, hey, I can't hang out with y'all because y'all are not feeding my spirit in a way that helps me improve. Hey, I can't go out to these hangout places. I can't be, you know, I'm not even going to go to the gym. Because I'm going to the gym just so I can look cute, but not to feed my spirit. I'm not healing. I need to sit down. And really get to the point. And I need to really think about some things. And I need to pour myself out. Yeah, you got to get, you you like, get away from the people. You, you ever clean up a room and then find yourself, you get to a place where there's so much clutter. You just want to un- turn up the box upside Man. down on the floor. And just like, forget all of this. And you dump it on the floor and you take steak. Mm-hmm. And you throw out anything that you can't keep. Mm-hmm. That does not no longer service you. That's what you got to do your inside sometimes. Sometimes you just got to zip your soul open and just be like, yeah, you just here it is. Exactly. This is who I am. This is what's happening. And this is what we're going to do. Exactly. And you know, when I was dealing with kind of my issues, I, uh, I packed up everything because I'm originally from Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I uh, packed up everything and I came to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Now, my mom's sister was living out here. And, you know, it was just a lot going on out there and everything. Even the people that I was hanging out with, they mm-hmm. wasn't trying to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying to myself, look, I want more than this. I want to do this. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I did what you did. I got up. I threw myself in the wall. I said, look, I'm just going to come out here. Whatever happens, happens. And a lot of people don't understand. And, this is, and I want everybody to understand this. A lot of people don't know. You don't know how hard times is until you're the only person you can talk to. Yep. You really don't it. know. Yep. You really don't know. And the reason why I say this is because you, when you move into a new, to a, we're going to call it a new world because mm-hmm. it's going to feel like mm-hmm. a new world. Right, right, right. It's, a, it's feel, a different existence. When you, yeah. when you move out one world and move into another world, yeah. it's, it's going to be hard for you. But the rewards from it, you learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. You figure out things that you didn't know about yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you, want, you want things this way, this way. Yeah. So when you go back and visit them people, that's when they start looking at you saying, right, you, oh, you change, you think you're better than us. Because they don't know you anymore. Uh-huh. And their minds aren't built to receive every new version of you that you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Because you can, I was literally just telling somebody this this morning, one of my good friends. Um, the person you were Monday is different from the person that you are exactly. today. You know, like every day we have an opportunity to improve and to be our best selves. And shouldn't that be the goal? 
Should we ultimately want to do everything in our power to be our absolute best selves and get the ultimate blessings of our life? Because we can truly have anything we want. Yeah, we can. You know what I'm saying? But some people limit themselves. And when we go back around these old friends and they can't talk to us the way that they used to talk to us and they can't get things from us like they used to get from us and we don't behave the same way because now we're operating... Maybe not on a higher, I don't want to say higher because it makes it seem like you're trying to be superior. I would just say Yo, the greater self. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you are bigger than you were previously. And so they're not accustomed to you. And so I always tell, you know, childhood friends like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry this makes you uncomfortable. But I am who I am. And it's nice to meet you. Because mm-hmm. you, I've changed since you saw me this exactly. last time. I have changed since you saw me two weeks ago. I have changed since that last thing happened that you thought was going to break me and then I made it and you were surprised. Exactly. Because I still... I'm here. Exactly. I made it by the grace of God. Mm -hmm. So they be feeling away. People like... People like to be comfortable. Yeah, of course. It's about comfort. Mm-hmm. That's why so many people are afraid to, and it's not about just leaving your job and starting a business and all that. It's not about that. It's about living the life you're supposed to live. Exactly. It's about really, really attacking the purpose of your um, legacy, mm-hmm. about your the purpose for you being here on earth. Why did exactly. God create you? He didn't create us all to be working nine to fives to be died. I promise you he didn't. You know, I say... The most dangerous person in the world is a person who know themselves mm-hmm. and know what they want out of life mm-hmm. and know what it is and what it ain't for themselves. Correct. And them type of people, it is hard for them to find a relationship too mm-hmm. because they know what they want. They know what their happiness is. They know what yes. pleases them. Yes. They know what kind of food they eat. They, they know, they know about themselves so much to a point where it's like, it get boring talking to somebody else like, uh, I don't want to. Yeah, they, you know? they no longer operate in that lower self. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, that's what I teach a lot of my date, date coach clients mm-hmm. is you have to have, and, and really, let me, let me preface by saying, some people say don't date until you get rid of your baggage, right? Yeah. Oh, make sure you're healed and this and that. To be honest, I don't believe that we're ever fully healed because there's always things happening in our life that we're healing from. I say, right, I say be aware Mm -hmm. that you are healing and take the necessary steps for that. So if that means, you know what, I'm healing and it's really crazy right now, let me just relax and not, you know, include somebody in that. Or, hey, I'm healing, but I think I'm good. I'm ready to love people in a healthy space and I can heal and love at the same time because we are multidimensional people. With that being said, you have to be able to take stake of who you are and where you are in your life. That means understanding what you want, when you want it, and knowing who's not matching up to what that is in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay to love somebody. It's okay to be in a relationship. It's okay to even lean into somebody because we always need somebody. Of course, of course. We always need, I mean, family, friends, whatever. So I'm always telling people, like, be very clear about who you are and what you want. Exactly. And you're going to get it. Of course. Because we always bring that into it. I'd be like, look, a prime example of that is you brought all the drama in your life that you was wanting. (laughs) You you summons that, didn't you? Please come to me. Drama, please. I I received thee. Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, now you realize you didn't want that. It's not at all that's chalked up to me. (laughs) You know, I you know, with with issues like that going on, I tell people all the time, 
it's still your responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's still your fault mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And it's people, you. Yeah, people be, you know, first You're the common denominator. Uh huh. And my brother used to say that to me all the time. Every time I tell him, yo, this happened, this happened, people like, that's your fault. That's your responsibility. And I was young, I didn't understand that because why you keep saying it's my fault? This just happened. And he told me one day, he said, because. You knew you could have did something different to present, yeah. prevent that, but you yeah. put your faith into that negativity, mm-hmm. and the Most yeah. High rewarded you back. Absolutely, you got exactly what exactly. you asked for. Exactly, you got exactly. You got exactly what you, you, asked you, for. you know, it's like it's like you stealing a piece of cookie, like you stealing a cookie. Yeah. You knew you was gonna get in trouble when you stole that cookie, but you still did it. You did. So you got back what you what you aimed for. You basically mm-hmm. just asked. Can I get in trouble for stealing this cookie? Right. So and you set yourself up for that. Exactly. So don't be surprised. Exactly. Stop being so surprised. That's my exactly. thing. You, you are the master of your destiny. The most high grants us blessings and rewards and all these things. But if you are constantly operating in a space where you're not taking responsibility for your life, yes, things is going to come out real exactly. crazy. Exactly. Yeah, it's not going to line up and you're going to be disappointed. But until you take ownership. Exactly. You're not going to get any of the results you're really looking for. Mm-hmm. And then you're just going to be sitting around trying to excuse it all the way. Well, you know, that was so-and-so's fault. That's where exactly. victimhood comes into. Exactly. People want to play the victim all the time. Well, well, that's dead because everybody always trying to do this to me. And they always this and they always that. Well, what did you do? Exactly. Why, what did, what are you, you doing? How did you find that person? Why did you even near that how person? You keep, uh-huh. How you keep ending up in these situations. Exactly. Another thing uh-huh. that I, I call it is dating your trauma. You have these cycles. People have cycles. Our life has cycles. We can look at the span of our life and be like, oh, yep, I dated a a jerk at this age. And then I dated another jerk. And then I dated another jerk. And these two was actually kind of similar, but they look different. They just act the same. Like, we can see the cycles of our life and see where we're falling into the same loop. That same hypnotic rhythm that we is so comfortable to us. But as, until we address it, we, we uh, take accountability for it and improve it, you're going to keep living that same cycle. You're going to keep is. eating that dude. He's just going to look is. different. He might look better. Watch out now. <laughs> Watch out. He's going to get you. And you know, <laughs> you know what? Stuff like that going on, I had to look back on myself and say, you know what? Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's me. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is what I do for myself now. Every morning I get up, I go to the mirror and I look at myself and I recite the negative and the good mm-hmm. to myself. Mm-hmm. And it's therapy to myself because, you know, it helped me realize, dang, this happened yesterday. But, you know, you should never have did this. Right, and I'm like, right. you know what? Yeah, I should, maybe if I would have yeah. did this or whatever. Yeah. Okay, what can I, you know, what can I do yesterday? What can I do today mm-hmm. that I didn't do yesterday? That's mm-hmm. always on my mind. That's <laughs> yep. always on my mind. It's so true. It's so true. Like, you... Taking stake of your own behaviors helps you to operate in a space of empowerment. Mm-hmm. Because then can't nobody tell you nothing. Can't nobody come to you real crazy and be like, oh, well, I have your life in my hands. And if it wasn't for me, this and that, and you're oh. looking at him like, uh, yeah, right. Like, I know that I'm responsible for me exactly. and I take care of myself. Yes, I can be grateful for something that you might have done for me. But ultimately, I'm here and I showed up and I did what I had to do. So... People who try to come at you all kinds of crazy. I mean, it just it is what it is. You got you know you just you know at a, at a some point, people need to really just sit back and think about it before it gets out of hand yeah. because you got people who don't learn. You mm-hmm. got it, it. It shouldn't have to take for you to get hurt and get injured or get right. killed right. for that lesson to be learned. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. And you know you got a lot of people who 
fall victim to that situation for being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And a lot can come from that. I and mean, it, is, and it, sucks after, it sucks after it, it happens like that, yeah. but, you know, you have to think back, like, damn, what if that person would never went over there? Damn, what if that person would never yeah. told that? Well, Shorty would yeah. never went over there when her boyfriend called her. Now he didn't beat on her or whatever. Yeah. Or she didn't shot him. Now she in jail for 10 years. Crazy after after, after we didn't went, after the brothers had went over there and told her many times, stop messing with this dude. Now she in jail for, for you know, because she had her breaking point and she shot him. And it's such, it's such a lower self behavior. Uh-huh. And what is really interesting that I find in addressing my own behaviors and as an abuser, a physical abuser, is that helps me to to hopefully say the right things to reach someone who's feeling like that. Like, well, if he would just act right, then I could get him. This is the thing. There is literally nothing that you can do, good or bad behaviors, that will make someone act the way that you want them to act. Your hope is that you want to be with a partner who treats you and behaves in ways that you guys can coincide peacefully. Exactly. If it's ever a point where you're feeling like, oh, well, girl, I got to go over there and act crazy so that he can do what I want him to do. You know that old-fashioned girl talk. <laughs> I can't deal with it. I don't, I don't do that. And, like, what's funny is, and this, you, you might not even um, have come across this as often or maybe even realize this, is there are a lot of men who expect that behavior. Oh, yeah. They expect for a girl oh, yeah. to do some craziness or to be whatever to be able to like operate in a relationship. Like, oh, yeah, she gotta be crazy because that's how I know you. She feisty. And no, 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 no. You know, you know, that's you know, not okay. I got a, uh, I got a friend. I ain't gonna say his name, but he, when he hears his name. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, but when he hears this, he gonna hear. And we talk about this all, we talk about this all the time because he feels like only thing life has to offer is relationships and stuff's near thing. That's he feels like that. He and, means like being in a couple or like yeah, relationships in general. Uh, being married and all that stuff. So he feels like that's his ultimate goal right now. That's what he wants, or he's feeling like he's trapped he, into that. I think it's more like a want because he's oh okay, that's his, his goal. Uh, is but to he be in but he makes it seem okay. like that's that's the way of life. Mm. But. My way of life is different. I, I feel that's a, that's a that's a part of life, mm-hmm. but that's not the. I'm not saying that's not the life I want, but right now, um, that's not your goal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right not, now, you're I'm not talking. dating to marry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right, now, right now, you yeah, know, that, that right now, sense. yeah, you know, right now, I'm in a state of mind. Where I'm like, okay, I got so much going on, right? And I feel like, you know, right now, let me handle one thing at a time, right mm-hmm. now, type mm-hmm. of thing. So, 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 this is what me, this is what me and him talk about when it comes to women. You gotta have a woman. That one that that somebody gotta be calm mm-hmm. and another person gotta be rowdy. Right. How you feel about that? Like gotta be strong minded. It's know? still balance. Everybody's different. I don't think it's it's easy to just box people in and be like, oh, he's calm and she's fiery and vice versa. Like I think it's deeper than that. Because I know that sometimes I can be the calm one in the relationship, and then I also know that I can be the fiery one. I'm a sag. I'm like pop off central however it's like being an x-man you gotta learn to use that power and how to manage it you can't just you know take your glasses off and light people up all the time that's not even that's not how you can function so when it comes to the relationship structure i'm feeding off of energies Mm -hmm. i'm feeding off of who i am as a person and and how that works in a relationship and if it if i can stay true to myself if i can't if I'm like feeling like, oh, I always got to be the one to like be the leader or I always feel like I got to be the one to like 
stand up. Like we can even talk about, and I, I try not to, to leave this out of the conversation is LGBT relationships. You know, you have all kinds of different relationship structures that don't necessarily play into the stereotypical male and female no, structures. Mm-hmm. And that's even with a heterosexual relationship. You know, you have women who are the breadwinners of their households and the men, like I grew up in a household. My dad actually was a stay at home dad. He took care of me and my sister. He, you know, would make sure that we're good and ready for school and walk us to school. Now, granted, he had his own business. Yeah. You know, he... Man, we but, he was, but, the but he was at home yeah. while my mom was at work. Yeah. And so people looked at that back then in the 80s like, bro, uh, what's going on? That's what worked. It worked for him to be able to be an entrepreneur. He had a recording studio and he had a, a house cleaning service. Mm-hmm. And my mom was a billing um, uh, operational nurse. Oh, okay. So... The money was coming in, the kids were taken care of, the bills were paid, but it was a structure that most people wouldn't yeah, necessarily yeah, buy into. They'd be like, oh, well, he's the one that should be in the office working, and she should be at the house doing whatever. Do what works for you. Exactly. That's what I say. Do what works for you. And you know, people look at people look at social media relationships and think that's how it's supposed to be. Oh, goals. Yeah, supposed to be that. yeah, goals. So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And this is the question I ask a lot of people when I talk about relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. Who eats first at the dinner table? <laughs> That's hilarious. The, 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 the husband <laughs> or, the, uh, or the wife? So, in the way that my mind works, uh, for one, there's no right answer to this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's no right answer. No right answer or wrong answer, I should no, say. No, no, no. It's not because um, everybody, everybody, feel, you know, right, right, everybody right, feels different. Yeah. Like the children should eat first and the husband should eat first, blah, blah, blah. I say, Whoever uh, is needs to eat first, eat first. Which means to say that sometimes mama had a hard day. Yeah. And husband knows this or mm-hmm. whoever. The partner knows this. And, um, now, you sit down, take your feet, your shoes yeah, yeah, off, of course, of course. and let me get your plate. And I'll take care of the kids if there are kids. Yeah, and you yeah. just relax. You eat first. There are times when it switches, you know, maybe somebody else had a hard day or they just deserve it or somebody's being sweet. I mean, I found myself in relationships where it's like we compete with making each other's plates. I don't think I've ever really been in a stereotypical relationship with, oh no, there was a one time. But where there's like stereotypical, like, oh, you got like, there's an expectation that I got to get up and make the plate. Now, I say what I was operating at my lowest self because... When you are exhibiting exhibiting behaviors of love, when you're showing love, it should be uh, voluntary. You should be doing it on your own. I don't think your partner should have an expectation of what you gotta do. Oh, you gotta go make my plate. Oh, you gotta go do this. You gotta do that. It's like, my partner does these things for me and I really enjoy that they do them and that is great. And I receive that. So I think that's, I don't know if I answered the question exactly, but I feel like it's... It, you show love when you do that. So I think, whoever I think, I think appreciate, I think appreciation, gratitude is not in relationships no more. It's not. Not as much as it should be. Uh-huh. Not as much as it should be. Mm-hmm. And people don't know how to be grateful. You have so much of like trying to keep up with this Joneses. Like mm-hmm. people are really out here in the streets looking at social media or looking at their friends, looking at all this, and they're like, oh, I wish that my partner was like this. Or I wish that exactly. my thing was like my thing. Take stake of your life. 
You have a partner who loves you. You have money. Y'all are both very well taken care of. Your kids are healthy, exactly. like all of this. And then after you do all that and you show gratitude, what areas could you work on? For yourself. For yourself and to improve the environment around you. Because if you are truly unhappy with your circumstances, you can be grateful and also be improving at the same time. Exactly. And That's what it's about. At the end of the day, it's up to you. Exactly. So, with that being said, with that being said, <laughs> do you think if couples were to sit... You know, because now you see shows nowadays where, couple, where they have couples sit across each other mm -hmm. and they'll talk about things. You think right. if more couples did like that, you think it'll kind of make things better? Definitely. Definitely. That just comes down to communication. I mean, you got to get in the trenches when it comes to a relationship. If you really love somebody, and that's not, that doesn't mean that you accept their bad behaviors, mm -hmm. repeated disrespect, and all these different things that I like to call under the relationship contract. Exactly. You get with somebody, you guys make a contract. Hey, we're going to be exclusively this way. Mm -hmm. We're going to operate like this, whatever. And when they go against that, that's where the disappointments and the resentments and all that stuff comes from. So you have that relationship contact uh, contract in place for a certain extent. Like you have to be able to take stake of the relationship and communication is where that comes into play. True. You got to get down and like... I found myself in relationships where he will shut down and not talk because he feels like that's what he's supposed to do. So that's where the, we were talking about early, like, oh, no, it's fine. No, nah, it's cool. But yet, so he was saying, and you said about how uh, people like he would shut down. Right. So I would be in relationships where they were shut down and it was just like. You're giving me the silent treatment. You're telling me everything is fine, but I'm not understanding where you're coming from. If mm -hmm. you don't tell me, I don't know. I'm not a mind reader either. Exactly. That's I don't true. know That's how true. you feel. Just because I know you, no matter how long we've been together, it doesn't mean that I know exactly what you're going through mm -hmm. right now. So I think in those cases, you, you do what needs to be done to be able to get to the end goal, which is peace mm -hmm. and understanding. If that means that you have to silently follow your partner around and just sit there and just listen, you don't nag them, you don't you know belittle them, you don't no, really, no. you just kind of sit there and and come from a place of love. If you find yourself no longer coming from a place of love, but you're coming from a place of ridicule and critique and all these things for your partner, I think you need to to call it a day. Yeah, I think exactly. I really feel like because that's where it starts to split into something else. There's yeah, a dependency, yeah. there's attachment, there's all those <laughs> toxic behaviors that start coming into play where y'all ain't even having fun in the relationship no more. Now y'all just there just to be there. Y'all just deals. there driving each other crazy. And then we all have seen the grandparent couples. I know I have grandparents that are like this. Yeah. Oh, they talk shit about the they partner. Oh, your grandfather with his old. Exactly. You can't have that. A lot of these relationships that lasted 70 years, uh, 
Pop got a whole three families down the street. Is that what you want? Those relationships were mostly dysfunctional. You, uh, Give me one relationship that's been that, seventy years that wasn't completely dysfunctional. You go to uh, you go to the funeral and you see that woman sitting there. You be like, who is it's her? It's two rows of kids that look exactly uh-huh. like. <laughs> you like, you like, you like, oh, big mama. Who that has is? happened to me numerous times with family members, friends. I went to them funerals and was like, wait a minute. I thought you said he had three kids. Because it's at least ten kids in here that look just like him. Mm-hmm. So, them jeans are strong. You can't lie on a jean. A jean, like, do not lie. He got them eyes. You just be like, you be like, big mama. Right. Who Who is that? Who is that? Oh, baby, don't even worry about right. it. Right. Don't even, don't even worry about it. That's not real. Tell me who it is. Because <laughs> I need to know in case we start dating. He got eyes like my grandpa. I can't date him. Man. I need to know. I need to know the tea. Man. So yeah, that's that's how I feel about that. I mean, it's it's hard, but you can have good relationship, but you definitely have to communicate. You have to. You have yeah. to. You know, I tell people communication, dedication, commitment. You know, conversation. Mm-hmm. You gotta have. You gotta have those. You got to, man. Because you don't have those, the relationship is dead before it started. Yeah. Yeah. Relationship is dead before it started. Very true. So, your journey from LA to here, how was that? Uh, not at all what I expected. Not at all. Preaching to a choir. And right, <laughs> right. For those who moved out of state, it was my first time living out of state too. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have a plan in your head and a goal, and those two things not be on the same page. Exactly. Meaning that the route you thought you was gonna take to get there is completely different. However, it can put you in an even better position than you dreamed of if you stay the course. If you just become relentless. Like, you, you gotta have, like, Kanye ambition, not thoughts or philosophy. <laughs> ambition. Because Kanye was on his own thing before anybody was on his own thing. Exactly. People was kind of like, okay, bro. Kanye believed in himself before anybody. He been believed in himself long, long before he even probably made his first beat, he was on himself. Mm-hmm. So when it when it came to me moving out here, I came out here with two, three jobs. I had money stacked up, was ready. I had I was moving in with a friend, and we were gonna get a place, and I was gonna be working from home because my job was gonna be remote, sure. and I was just gonna stack my chips and live my best life. And my goal was to start transitioning fully into being a media host and a model. Those were my goals. And that's how I thought I was going to do it. I was going to just work my jobs and then do my thing on the side. I moved out here probably less than a month later. Before me and my um, roommate moved into our place, I lost all income. I lost everything. And it seemed like it came out of nowhere. Now, I was going to probably do a self-assessment and be like, eh, I might have done some things to help that. But the long and short was that all the jobs got lost. Um, No income. Zero. Couldn't even get unemployment because... California is weird and I couldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't get my unemployment. Mm-hmm. Same time a month later my dad gets sick, he ends up on life support. He's fine now, but at that time I have to fly back. So now I'm ripping through my savings. Me and my roommate have found a place, we've moved in, I've paid the first and we paid the first and last, we got the bill set up, but I'm running out of money fast. Top of that, I'm in a new state. I don't really know anything. I'm trying to find a job, but I can't find a job. I sold my car. I don't have nowhere to way to get around. Because I'm like, I had a remote job. Like, I don't have to worry about getting around. I work from home. Mm-hmm. That went out the window. It ended up being a four or five month of, like, pretty much 
I don't say hell, but it was a challenge. <laughs> Many a day, and people don't talk about this enough, the nights you spend just crying yourself to sleep. Because that's really the only thing you got. It's just, <laughs> I just, I got nothing left. I'm going to just cry until I pass out. Because I just can't. They ain't no solution to what I'm trying to do. You pray, you cry, you pass out, you wake up the next day and you try to figure it out again. So I did that until I ended up finally getting a job probably in like March of the following year, which was the beginning of 2018 because I moved out here in 2017. After that, I just hustled. I just, I really hit the ground running and really just focused on my dreams. I would have a manifestation wall and it was just really just a focus board. I would put things on the board that I wanted to achieve. And after a while, it stopped being a wish and it became the reality. Mm -hmm. I knew that I would do it. And one of the first things I put up there when I first created that wall was I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be a TV host. I specifically wrote this out. And... By the end of that same year, because I wrote that out maybe in April, I ended up doing an interview um, at Aspire TV Studios with Nikki Chu, who has a design show on Aspire TV. Um, it was the first season of the show, and I was doing it for another publication, but we did it in studio with the full lights and the whole thing, and it was very, like, that's when I was like, oh, bet it's, it's going yeah, down, it's happening. Uh, towards the end of the year, I started working with the producers and the amazing GM of Aspire, Melissa Ingram. Mm -hmm. And uh, by April of the next year, which is this year, 2019, I was on TV with my own TV segment, which is Aspire Marketplace. Hey, there you go. So, you know, you got to sometimes you just got to focus. I cannot tell you that the road was easy because it was not. And there was many times that I was just like, I'm doing this wrong. I need to go home. <laughs> like, why did I come out here? You know, you know, it's, it's crazy because... I'm in the same. I'm in the same texture oh, as still you. Is. Still popping, hey y'all. About to go. Yeah, that should be charged now. <laughs> we got somebody watching. Somebody probably just left this. Yeah, yeah. It's people. It's people going in and going out. Right. They they just pop. They put it on there and it was like, I'm gonna just leave it. I'm gonna just wave hi to all y'all. Hey, 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 hey. We still, still going doing in. our thing over here. Decided y'all want to see my face for a couple seconds, but yeah, we still going. Ask questions. Let me see if anybody asked anybody anything. No, anybody got a question? They quiet. I think it's because it's still early and a lot of people, um, they're in LA. So they'll see this uh, later. Y'all, hey, close-ups. We out here in these streets. Boy, Keep going, doing our thing. We out here. Yes, indeed. So. Oh, I just ended it. That's yeah, fine. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. You know, you don't stop it. But, you know, it's. You know, it's crazy you say that because I'm kind of going through the same. I'm, I'm not going to say going through it because things got better. Mm -hmm. I came out here. I had a dream. I wanted to do this and that and everything. It didn't work out. So I ended up working a lot of factory jobs. And yeah. Yeah. And that's it, what you got to do sometimes. It, uh, and it didn't take me until I got injured last year mm. to really sit down and think to myself, what do you really want to do? And yeah. what I want to do, I says. I want to connect more with people. I want to change the world. I want to bring everybody together. Mm -hmm. I want to connect more with artists in London and stuff. Mm -hmm. so I want to connect more with uh, with, with personalities and stuff. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I want to I want to travel the world and everything. So mm -hmm. that's when you know that's that's why I started you know doing a podcast, creating Black Diary Love, sending emails to people. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I did my shirt label. 
I made 200 something shirts and I went back home to Chicago and every store that I looked up to, I went to them and shook their hand and gave them a shirt mm-hmm. and told them what I do. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is my, this is, hey, my name is DeAntoine Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I run this business called Black Diary Love. You know, I'm trying to do this, 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 mm-hmm. such and such. And I, I would get them a shirt on the side mm-hmm. from Fashion Geek to Leaders to Giordano's mm-hmm. to the homies on the streets to my family and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was passing because I was like, I got to get my name out there. I got to get my name mm-hmm. out there. I got to get my name out there. Came back to Georgia. Did the same thing in Georgia. Went to uh, Premium Kick. Shout out to them because mm-hmm. uh, she she always, Miss Premium, she always, <laughs> she always believed in me. That's she dope. always, she That's always, dope. boss lady, always believed in me. So I, uh, I went out to her and I told, and, you know, I brought my ideas to her, you know, and, you know, she, she would pull me to the side, like, okay, let me give you some advice. This is what you really need to do. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to do, this and that and everything. And, you know, I didn't look at it as bad criticism. I'm like, okay, you know what? She schooled me on something. Right, right, yep. so, so I did that. So that's why I started getting calls from people saying, hey, I need your help with this. Can you do this? Can you mm-hmm. do that? You know, um, I hooked up with... Uh, with, a, with a very special friend of mine, her name is uh, Bria uh, Bria Evans, mm-hmm. and she does uh, she does media management and web designing and all mm-hmm. that. So I hooked up with her. We started connecting. She started taking me to go meet some phenomenal people and everything. Nice. So you know, as time went by, I said to myself, "Let me network. Let me network. Let me network." So I said, "You know what? I need to I need to uh, run to more people." Mm-hmm. So that's why I said, "Okay, look, I got a 2018 car." And I got myself. I said, you know what? Let me sign up for Uber and Lyft so mm-hmm. I can start networking and meet people. Mm-hmm. So I started. So I started doing that. So the first big break I got was when I met with Mark Henry Lizzie okay. and the No Limit Group from what's that? From from London. The No the, uh, the No Days Off Group. No, mm-hmm. not no Limit. I said No Limit. The No Days Off Group. Shout out to them. And they was all. I was fans of them before. I even before they even came, I was fans of them since I was a little kid. Mm. And you know, it's funny how the most high works with stuff like that. It does, yep. Yeah, and, and I told them, I said, Look, man, this is what I want to do. I'm a big fan of yours and everything. I do a podcast, son, such and everything. He didn't ask questions, he didn't say nothing. He said, You know what? I don't care. You say your podcast be on all these platforms. I showed the proof. I said, Yeah, here you go, right here, brother. Right. He said, Look, man, come to the uh, come to the hotel. I need you to interview my artist, Nux. There Shout you out go. And that's where everything took off. Now, the London guys were hitting me up when they come out here to Atlanta. Uh, shout out Megan and Mayhem because they uh, they helped me along the way too. They used to be with Dipset on uh, SAS uh, back in the state property days. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah. you know, we have, we, we got to, you know, everything went so good now. I got a big connection out there with London. Well, mm-hmm. London people, so a lot of London people hit me up now and say, yo, we, uh, we fuck with you. We need you to come to London. Right. We need you right, to do right. this and that and everything. And you know, I'm like, you know, just give me time, just give it time. You know, I still got to build this up and everything, but we're going to, something special going to come through. You know, something right. special going to come through. But, you know, I say that to say, you never know what happened, what will happen. If you just keep yeah. trying, you never know what yeah. happened. 
You got to keep trying. You, you, have, trying. you have to work at it. And, like, I think some of the biz- biggest lessons, and you can definitely relate to this, especially moving from one environment to another, is you have to pay attention to the subtle nuances of the new community that you're in. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people want to be like, oh, you just got to be gung-ho, and you got to go in there, and you're just going to do this. Yeah, it's great to be motivated, but it also pays to pay attention. attention yeah, to just sit down and shut up. Is that boy, man? To I'm just listen. To just, I have learned so much about because coming from LA to Atlanta is huge culture shock mm-hmm. on so many different levels. I remember going to the um, Spellhouse Homecoming, and mind you, I'm the first generation on both sides to graduate from college to have a bachelor's and a master's. The first in my family on both sides. I'm at this dang, you know, homecoming, and I'm seeing three generations of Howard alumni. Mm-hmm. Five generations of Spelman women. I'm like, this is like the Cosby show. Up close and personal. I I, I had the opposite reaction. I shut down. Black. And all of them was black. And everybody's black. I've never been around so many black people in my mm-hmm. entire life. But with that, I just embraced the culture. I fully immersed myself into the environments that I was unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. I started going out more. I started like... And not going out like, yeah, party. Okay, no, party. no, you started I mean, the party in Atlanta. You, to, uh, you know what I'm saying? What's good, y'all? Y'all who are joining. Um, you started going to events. I started going uh, to events. I started connecting with people. I started following community leaders, community personalities. Mm-hmm. I started paying attention to the types of media and music and dances and whatever people around me were doing. I picked up on it because it was important for me to keep a part of like who I was intact obviously I'm I'm from LA I was born in Compton like there's a part of that culture that is who I am but the other side of that is when you get into a new environment a new country a new state a new whatever you gotta pay attention to what they're doing you got that's why you're there that's like that's like when you go to a party and you know you you sitting in the corner and people like why you ain't saying that man I gotta feel the environment first I gotta see but some people don't know how to do that and that's why a lot of people stay stuck in these places in life because the truth about it is it is terrifying mm-hmm. to go into environments that you're not familiar with. It is terrifying. It is that there's no comfort there. There's no familiarity. A lot of people like to be like, oh my God, it's, it's crazy because it's dangerous and people are going to come after you. I ain't never seen community and, and love and generosity the way I did from strangers. Mm-hmm. Complete strangers when I got out here would just be like, hey, uh, let me help you out with this. Let me help you out with that. What's going on? Let me show you mm-hmm. how we do things. And it's a part of the Southern hospitality, but really I apply this to anything. There are strangers that will treat you better than people you've known for years. Family and people. And my thing is, if you believe in your higher God, your your universe, whatever it is, you have to know that strangers are going to treat you well. Mm-hmm. You have to have faith in that the community and that the world will take care of you, and not, you exactly. don't have to run, you don't have to hide, you don't have to feel small or like oh ain't nobody gonna care. And that's why it ties back into that whole introversion. Mm-hmm. And I ain't gonna leave that up because you know it's just me. I'm at that. I'm at that point now. I'm just doing me. You know what I'm saying? It's bigger than that. The community wants to service you if you want to serve it. And I'm at that point now where I'm like, look, if something don't happen, it's going to happen. It is what it is. I, I and it just is. It is. Yeah, what it I, is. I don't even care. To, I, you can't avoid it. You never know what's going to happen exactly. in life. Exactly. I'm at that point in my life where I don't even care no more. I'm like, look, you know, I'd rather God got you, me. You know? And if 
what Ice Cube say? If I get dealt with, I get dealt with. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, mean, I, I, I said, you know, but it sounds weird, but and, it's like, and you know, I tell, it's I tell, life. we can't help it. I tell people, you only fail if you don't try. Exactly. You only fail if you don't try. Exactly. And I tell myself the same yep. thing because I'm like, man, let me go do this. Yeah. What's on the agenda for today? Let me go do this. Yeah. You get know, out. Uh, let me get out. You know, somebody want to do the yep. podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, come on, let me go run it because you never because you never yep. know what that person might know. Definitely. You never yep. know who that person might be. You know, you never know. You never know who you're gonna meet. I, I just to, try to be in the right place at the right time. I had that same. Okay. I had you that know. same experience. When I went to AC3 this year. first time Oh, year. A3C was lit this year. And, A3C, yes. And, you know, I was there because a lot of the, uh, one, of the uh, one of the main manager, best manager, um, London managers was there. Oh, they okay. had the British takeover. Okay. So I didn't make it to that. I heard about it, but I didn't yeah, make it to that. So I was there and, you know, it was just so many businesses that I followed. On Instagram already, like support black college, yeah. all them and everything. All the CEOs of them type of business was oh, there, wow. and you know, I said to myself, hey, everybody just looking at me like, you know, hey, don't you be such such. I said, you know what, fuck it. I went up there, shake hands. I said, hey, uh, my name is Dia Twasson. I'm Black Diary Love. I follow you. So I said, they said, yeah, we know who you is. We know what you do. Right. We, we know who you are. Mm-hmm. We uh, we see what you do in there thing. Mm-hmm. We thought you was a woman at first. I was like. I feel like that needs to be a little clearer on the page, though, because I was scrolling. I was like, hmm, I don't, eh, eh. sometimes you're just not going to know. Yeah, yeah, and you know. You're just not going to know. No, but, but, but it makes, but it makes, but it's, it's, it's such good content, though. It is great content. It makes people, it made, it made people wonder, like. Every now and then, you got to kind of be like, hey, I'm the mastermind. Yeah, yeah, you know, so, and you know, people, I don't put my pictures on there. Yeah, you don't. I, I rarely do. You, yeah. you, I rarely, I rarely. Maybe you should, and I don't know if you have this already, but maybe you can just put in the bio, like, uh, you know, owner, operator, and then put your tag. I thought about that. So that people have some kind of idea who you but, are. But here's, but here's the thing. I didn't know what you looked like. I walked out there today, come get you, and I was like, I don't know who I'm looking for. Whoever makes uh-huh. eye contact. I waved to three people before I found you. <laughs> But you know what's so crazy about that? Before I changed my name, my real name was up there. Mm-hmm. People didn't look at me. And that's how I knew. I was like, people do not read. Because <laughs> my name was right still there. there. But, you it's know, that's why that's why I let people know sometimes when I do the podcast. Yeah. I'll be like, well, do you, you know I'm a guy. Right, right, right. Like, oh, okay. I well, come I kind of caught you by it, too. You was like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, I so, had no idea. I wasn't even uh-huh. processing that. But so. it's such good content because it makes people yeah. want to guess it. It's it good is. publicity at the it same is. time. It is. Mystery sometimes uh-huh. can be a benefit. And you know, a lot of people was at AC3 saying, "Wait, so you're a Black Diary Love?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm mm-hmm. that person." It was like, yep. it was like, you know what? We we fuck we fuck with what you got going <laughs> on here. And I said, I appreciate that. And it was Shout like, out to Black then, yeah, and it was like, why you don't have a vendor here and all that stuff? I said, well, you know, I feel it's not my time yet to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not ready for me. A three C was such a good environment for like sparking like relationships mm-hmm. and like businesses, uh, business ideas. Like it was the energy was crazy this year especially because everything was centralized yeah, yeah. where i've been and, and obviously the evening events were um kind of a little bit more scattered but you could go to the festival all day and it was at the same place yeah. oh gold mm-hmm. like i fully enjoyed and appreciated it was kind of cool because with our membership here we actually got free passes because um the owners also own uh now own a3c yeah. um and it was just 
it was a sight to behold. Like it was so great. Yeah, it was. It was, it really was so wonderful. Great. I had a good time. But I never been to nothing like that. Oh, that's, okay. that's what really sucks. That was uh, actually my second year. Yeah, because I walked up in there. I looked around. I'm literally like, I'm like. Yeah, it's huge. I, I'm, I'm the only odd one out here. And yeah. everybody looking at me like, you good? I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Amazed. I'm like, yeah. And there's just I artists and you know, I was, tech and all yeah, that. Yeah, and, and I wasn't there. and I wasn't dressed like how everybody like how everybody outside was. I wasn't dressed like that and everything. I just I just I felt like I felt like John Travolta in Greece walking around <laughs> in class. I just walked up in there and I'm like, you like, you know, uh, person come to me, talk to I'm like, here, y'all. Yeah, person was like, you want something to drink? I said, I said, I said, I said uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, right. like, you, you good? You good? I'm like, no. yeah, it's just, it's just. I'm trying I, to take it all in. Yeah, yeah, I need to think for a minute yeah. because I had yeah. got invited there uh, mm. through, um, through the London uh, okay. producer, through Mark Henry Lindsay. I got invited there. Oh, so, nice. Okay. This was during the Megan Thee Stallion event. So, yeah. Um, but I'm sitting up there just looking. I'm that like, event was dope too. Megan's. Oh, yeah, shout Meg out to Meg. Meg is Meg. Shout out to Meg. And, and her knees. If y'all remember that song, boy, the knees. Big Facts. I mean, like, that's my gym inspiration. I'm like, the day that I can hit that 90 degree angle like a table, Meg be looking like a whole coffee table on the stage. I just, one day, y'all, one day, my legs will be as strong as Meg's, or at least close. Oh, sure. Big, one, one day. Big, big mama's everywhere looking at the like, Lord, it's like the hardest. Big booty, big old tree. Right, this, 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 this arthritis. <laughs> if it could, oh, I swear, take me. If I get dealt with, I get dealt with. <laughs> but it was just, it was just amazing. Cause I was like, yo, yeah, we, that was dope. We, we don't have that women. event all together. That women's event was. Mm -hmm. and, and I never, and you know, Bye. Chicago. I don't. I haven't attended places like that. We have a little something mm -hmm. here and there, but mm -hmm. not like how Atlanta, because Atlanta always having festivals literally every weekend. Always. Literally yeah. every weekend always. now, because Atlanta is growing now yeah. and everything. I'm too, excited so. to see the direction of A3C because they have said, based on the new ownership, that they want to be the South by Southwest of Atlanta, mm -hmm. of the South. Um, and I've been to South by Southwest. Oh, yeah. That That's a lofty goal, but they can definitely accomplish it with the way that they're rebuilding structure mm -hmm. and they're creating these experiences. I definitely saw the future going to this year's A3C and because, like yeah, I said, I've been to South by Southwest, which is like I have the greatest music story of my life from South by Southwest and it's music. running into Robert Glasper who introduced us to Don Cheeto at this event. Don Cheeto. Right. And then Robert Glasper is like, shout out to Robert Glasper, who is a man. He is so talented. Such a cool dude. Um, who after that is like, yo, you're going to the Erica show. It's like two in the morning. Right. And that's how it goes. It's a 24 hour event at, in um, Austin, Texas. He's like, yo, you going to Erica show? Y'all want a mob? So me and all, you know, my crew, and at that time I was uh, promoting my sister's album because I was her manager. Um, we hit the streets and we start walking down the street to go to the Erica Badu show with Robert Glasper. At Midway, he's like, oh, shoot, I forgot I got to swing by this event because, you know, I haven't met this artist that came out with the album. I'm on the album, but we haven't met yet. Like, all right, that's cool. He's like, yeah, cool. We get there. It's Anderson Pack. So he's like, yo, you know, man, I said, hey, what's going on? And he's like, so cool. And we're like on a rooftop in Austin, Texas with Robert Glasper. Yeah, and and like, we're watching, like, we're on Twitter and we're like laughing at jokes and stuff. And I'm like, this is like the craziest thing 
ever. Exactly. This is like the craziest thing ever. And it's that's really the essence of South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. It is creating the environment, which Atlanta definitely has, where celebrities <laughs> easily mix exactly. in a normal environment. Uh-huh. Like, I was at Magic City, which maybe this isn't totally normal. You know you got good wings. Oh, I haven't <laughs> had the wings yet. I have not had the wings, but it was my first time going to Magic City. It will get go Monday. Um, with my cousin who was in from out of town. And for one, all the women at Magic City are beautiful. I gotta mm-hmm. shout that out. All of those women are stunning. Exactly. Absolutely stunning. I, I thought I was gonna have a girl from out of town. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling <laughs> away. I'm feeling away. But um, Nelly and Jermaine Dupree just randomly show up. Mm-hmm. You never and know. Just, and that's Atlanta. You somewhere and like, you be at Escobar and two chains on Escobar. So mm-hmm. he'll just. Show up. It was times where I'd be driving around. I'd be getting a lot of managers and stuff and everything. Yeah. You, you know, never know who you're going to see. That's why I'm like, uh, y'all can have the bummy. Y'all want to be out in the streets. Oh. Hey, Zoe. Uh, y'all can be out in the streets and be bummy if you want to and not be ready. I'll be at least trying. Like, hey, hold on oh. now. Let me not. Let me get it together a little bit. Let me not. Because I don't know who I'm going to run into, who I'm going to see, what's going to happen. Some of the best connections I've made have just been these random occurrences. Mm-hmm. And so if I show up with, you know, all kind of crust on my face, I'm going to be like, are you homeless? <laughs> oh, what's wrong with you? Not the crust but, yeah, mind. don't have the crust in your eye. Just be, just be, just put some lotion on your face. You got to. Man. You <laughs> put got some lotion to. on your face. You get older now, you understand why grandma used to put all that Big grease on Big time facts. Or at least hit you with the thumb. Uh. Because you earned it. Because you didn't put lotion on your face when you left out. I hate uh, Smell like snot all day. That's your fault. Smell like slob on a pillow. Oh, slob. Hot breath. Hot breath from the hand hops, the ham hock she had earlier that day. That's what you smell like because you didn't wash your face. Wash your face. That's my advice to y'all. Wash your face. Uh, So let's talk. (laughs) I hate that. I don't put you. I said that. My pet peeve, man. I tell tell anybody straight up. I don't care what you do, but that spit hit me. Ooh. It's a whole nother story. <laughs> it's true. I don't care what you Granny do. hit you with the thumb. Ah, she and she started from the bottom of the thumb, like right down here. Oh yeah, that'd be the worst. That'd be and the she worst. She gonna go all the way up and wipe your whole side of your face. Smell that'd like be worse. So I know you gotta get up out of here, but oh good. I know you gotta get it's up out of here. It's been great. But hold on, but but you know I want to ask you two more. I want to ask you two more things. Yeah, go I for it. I want to ask you about cuddles and hugs. Okay, yes, cuddle and hugs. So. Cuddle and Hug I actually created um, because of something that happened while I was out in the city. And essentially, Cuddle and Hug is um, an event that you can go to to give and receive hugs. So I have Cuddle co-hosts. Um, they have shirts on that will either say Hug Me or Cuddle Me. And literally, you can walk up to any of them at any time. doesn't matter the sex or whatever. Like, gender, it does not matter. Because I, I always tell the, the men specifically... Um, you might get a hug from another man tonight, and I need you to be okay with that, bro. Like, I need you to find a place in your manhood that you can at least give a hug. Because I am actually you to give a lap dance. You're just giving a hug. Chill. If you can't deal with that, please don't ask to be a host. Yeah. Never, never, never. You need to be comfortable with giving people hugs. Mm-hmm. And I don't create environments of sexuality. It's yeah. all about, like, friendship and having a good time. So couples can come. Singles can come. I know a lot of women come because they be like, your host be fine, girl. I don't. 
I don't do that on purpose. They just ask. They be in DMs like, yo, when's the next event? I want to be a host. Like, my hosts are the bomb. They're amazing people. Um, but back to the story of, of its origin. So I created Cuddle and Hug because of an incident that happened when I was out and about. I was out at, I think I was at Whiskey Mistress. And I was dancing with this guy. It's late. It's like 2 in the morning. Club about to close. Just the last little dances that you get in. So I'm dancing with this guy. And we're, we're getting, I think it was like Marengue or something. So we like, you know, doing our little, you know, black people's version of Marengue. We don't really know what we're doing, but we're kicking and we, we salsa dance and shimmying. And we don't be, or maybe not because we were drunk. I don't remember. But we're having a good time, whatever. And at a certain point, he hugs me. And it's not a dance. He's hugging me. He's giving me a And it wasn't like a feeling on your booty kind of, you know, type. No, he was really you giving me a hug. And he was really holding on tight and like had like, he was kind of like doing like this. And I was like, now, mind you, like I said, I'm a little intoxicated. Yeah. So my response was a little bit slower, but I'm not freaking out. I'm just kind of like, he was really. So I'm like, I'm still looking crazy though. Cause I'm like, I've never had this happen. He hugged me for a song and a half. I just didn't, I didn't move because I was just like, okay, well, he need a hug. I'm going to give him a hug and I'm cool. Like, I'm straight. I'm not in distress. You know, I'm going to give him a hug. But after that, it just made me think and I started to kind of look up and look up, um, look up some research about men and hugs. And they say that some men who are sex addicts or people who are sex addicts, but mostly men, are sex addicts because they're actually trying to get physical touch. And there's not, think about it. Where is a man allowed to have physical touch? Like, I can be a woman, and I'm allowed to, like, kind of have that touchy-feely relationship with yeah. my friends. I can get hugs from, you know, I'm like, I'm like my mom, my aunt, you know, whatever. But where is a place that it is normal for men to give and receive hugs? Where? Even in relationships, you know, a lot of women, some women will be like, oh, well, he, you know, you want a hug? What you want a hug for? Like, it's not even welcomed in a lot of cases. So... I said, you know what? I think it would be cool to have an event where you go there, no judgment, you can give and receive a hug from anybody at any time, as many times as you want to. And so we started this year uh, in February on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. um, it's been amazing. I've had people cry on me, like really get there and just break down. But I give a good grandma hug too. I was mm -hmm. like, bring it in like mm, i'm hugging you real tight um and i and i tell my host like don't give me this in a church hug environment you're gonna give a hug you're gonna feel it in your bones uh when you, when you get a hug from one of the hosts so it's been amazing we um we're planning to have a holiday end of the year holiday party in december which i'm trying to pull the strings together on that if anybody knows of a venue in atlanta that's trying to co-host us holler at the kid um, but yeah, we'll be doing that. We actually have an um, event taking place Valentine's Week in LA. Okay. And at the same time, we'll be doing one in Atlanta. Oh, that's beautiful. That's so it's going to be amazing. I love it. You know, it's crazy why, It's crazy because I'm listening to you say that and I'm like, you know what? That's what all the world just needs. A hug. And maybe a, a nap and a cup of water. That too. <laughs> you know, black folks don't get a lot of sleep. But that, that's 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 all that's all we need, you know. We yeah. just we just need that one love. We just need somebody to hug us and say. We do. I understand. Yeah. I got it. I even got a I'm, I got a shirt coming out that says, "Black men, black women. I'm here. I'm listening." That's that awesome. shirt. Uh huh. I'm out. That's the yeah. shirt that's coming out because I'm uh releasing a new clothing line coming out real soon too. Oh so nice. I, uh, that's one of the shirts because I feel nobody don't listen to us. No right. Way. We right. listen, but we're we not hearing each other. Yeah. You know so. 
That's not the contact. If that were to expand all over and we took advantage of Oh, that's my goal. So I have I have requests. Like, even though we don't have tons of followers, the, the people who do follow us on the Cuddle and Hug page, which y'all can see in my bio, um, they're so loyal. Like, I have people who drive in from out of town and they're like, are y'all having an event this week? Me and my cousin's going to be in town from Thursday to Monday. What y'all doing? Where y'all going to be at? And I'm like, dang. I need to be doing something all the time. Like, I need to just be having my host roaming the streets, handing out hugs. Like, even sometimes I'll wear my shirt to the gym. I have a button that says where my hug at, and I'll wear it to the grocery store. I People be like, what's your button say? Where my hug at? Oh, bet. Bring it in. I've given out hugs at the grocery store. Like, people get excited. So, exactly. it's definitely something that we need. Because, you know, it's, it's not, it's just, it's like... You're giving them a sense of relief, you know. It's and, so and, you know, and, you know I, so I grew up around a lot of people who feel like, oh man, that's too feeling. But I'm, I'm that kind of person that be like, oh, bring it in, big guy. Literally, you know? hugging literally lowers blood pressure. It do. Hugging and, and releases a level too. of endorphins that mm-hmm. right calms anxiety, mm-hmm. helps relieve depression. Um, the name cuddle and hug, which I eventually want to get to that point. Right now, we're just hugging. But I eventually actually want to have cuddle parties. Right now, where we're at, though, is that people are weird about even getting hugs. Yeah. They, they, you can't even get a hug. People are like, oh, what? You trying to touch me? Oh, my God. Like, okay. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to be touched. Sit in the corner and look weird and exactly. strange and stalker. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care what you do. But eventually, I would like to do full cuddle parties because I love a good cuddle. Ooh, a good cuddle. Who don't like a good cuddle? You okay? Know, you know. The winter is here. The winter is upon us. It's getting and, cold. And you know, and you know, a lot of women, a lot of women that day, they be surprised when I say that. That and, you like cuddles or you like cuddles? Nah, nah, like, you know, let's just let's just can we can, can, can we just sit here and just hold each other? They be looking at me like, nigga, what? It's I'm, I'm like, I'm like, can we just sit here holding you? Know, Yo, and the I, good I cuddles. I'm like, let's just stay inside and just hold When you like, <laughs> and this is maybe more relationship stuff, but that's fine. When you have the level of in- intimacy where you can just cuddle and then you intertwine, and so, mm-hmm. it's intimacy. That's like that soul touching. Who see y'all don't know about that strong people stuff. Y'all don't know about that. Y'all don't know about that. Exactly. You know. <laughs> but y'all gonna learn. Y'all but it's, learn just, it's just a sense of relief you get because sometimes you don't want to do all that stuff. You just want to be you around know, somebody that you care about. I want to cuddle and, and take a nap. You know, and just... You know, lay under a, a thick blanket. One of them real thick, like, Mexican blankets. You ever see them? Yeah. They weigh, like, 100 oh, yeah. pounds. Oh, oh, man. I have one of those, and it's amazing. I call her Abuelita. <laughs> it's oh. Abuelita blanket. Wait, Shout what? out. Shout out to the, the Latinos out there. Abuelita. It means grandma. I'm See, not, look, I'm not, not about from, to ask about that. I'm from LA. <laughs> no, 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 I understand. I'm honorary Mexican. Brown people, that's my. I, I, I'm, I'm just <laughs> here, folks. To the <laughs> nah. But you know, but it's good to have something like that. You know, comfortable. You know, something that makes you feel good right. in your own space. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a real isolate, not isolated, but I like to feel comfortable while I'm at. You mm-hmm. know, I like, you know, I like to be around things like, like an intimate setting. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. You know. I, I'm working on the one for December uh, and then like I said we will have one because it'll be our one year in February oh congratulations uh, thank you very much I'm super excited so we'll be relaunching the shirt I'm, do, I'm redoing the shirt all over right now I'm redoing all too. merch yeah the men's one says cuddle but you can have whichever one you want so I can make you a hug or I can make you a cuddle it's completely up to you but usually it's a black shirt with pink and white writing so That's it says good, cuddle man. or hug and then it says me on the bottom 
Um, so we're kind of redoing the design a little bit and then I'm going to relaunch it and just in time for February. So it's a lot of cool stuff going on. A lot of, a lot of things that we're doing. It's, it's happening very soon. Okay. So let me ask you about Aspire Marketing. Yeah. How's that, how's that going? How's so Aspire Marketplace is basically an online database of black owned businesses mm -hmm. um, from, you know, hair supply to it's mostly product based i'll say that yeah. um and so what happens is is that we go through a selection process and then we invite uh the business owners to come onto the segment which runs in between um, original programming and syndicated programming and it's about i think it's a one minute segment on tv uh, like a vignette but we have them online too on the uh, instagram page and the okay. igtv and all that i have it in my igtv as well um, so we, we talk about um, the challenges that business owners face, especially being black owned businesses uh, on many different levels from like a brand new company to a company that's been around for 20 years. Like we recently had Design Essentials on there, which is they've been around, I want to say 20, 30 years. So they are, it's actually a company that's like started by the father and has been like in the family. So a lot of family members still work within the company. Um, and so we talk about you know, reaching those next levels, having like a really solid business infrastructure. We talk about processes. We talk about income. We talk about getting in the black. We, we talk about everything that is involved with running a business and, and actually having a successful business. Because some people expect just because you got sales, you're successful. That's what in the black mean. It means you turn enough profit that you actually are profitable. Exactly. You're not just keeping the lights on. You actually are doing more than that. So um, I think black entrepreneurship is super important. Um, it, as, as an entrepreneur myself, um, it has been super rewarding to be able to talk to uh, business owners about the marketplace. Um, and I, I'm actually, which is so great, um, working on something with The Gathering Spot. Um, they have a lot of workshops for members and outside people can also attend these. So we're working on like a set of workshops for business owners. Um, we'll see how it goes. It's got to go through the like approval process. Yeah, I've gotta, yeah, you know, they got to pass it by the, the board and then they approve it and I'm like yeah, cross my fingers yeah, like, please like let me do this. Um, but yeah, we just having the conversations with business owners. I've done business consulting since I was 20. Um, you know, I graduated undergrad and I got home and I needed money. So I started doing business consulting. So I've been doing it ever since. And I love working with small businesses. Like there's money to be made and everybody can win. You never know. You never know. So never that's know. the situation. So I, I love doing TV. Like that's a cool experience. Like I got my show. You know what I'm saying? You basically, you basically did everything you wanted to do. It's just, you know, it takes We time. out here. We out yeah, here in these know? streets. You did every you did everything that you wanted, whether you not, yeah, you know it or not. Coming. Yeah, it's still, still you know. I, I say all the time, it's cool to aim for the sky, but sometimes you just want to touch the stars. Sometimes you, you be you be doing that, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's, that's I know good. I know you have to get up out of here because I know you. Got, I, I I got a couple of things I got to do. Yeah, after yeah this. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but good. I know, I know. But once again, you know. I appreciate you coming for sure. on this. I appreciate you sure. inviting me out to your environment. This yeah. has been truly an honor. Yeah. This has truly been an honor. And once again, everybody, this wraps up season, this wrap, season two of the Black Diary Love Podcast, episode one. I thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much to the uh, viewers. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> What's going on? But I appreciate V Prince for having me over here. Yeah. She didn't have to do it. But she gave, you know, but I don't she, know we did that. We gotta set the tone. Exactly. We professionals in these. Yeah, shows, yeah, yeah, you know exactly. 
exactly, exactly, exactly. Right. But you, you know, right. but the thing about Black Diary Love, we appreciate time. Time means more than absolutely. anything. So absolutely. the fact that the fact that anybody is willing to put their time to aside to help to uh to come to help do us what we do, mm-hmm. it, it, it it's a, it's it's really it means more than it means more than money. It means more than anything. Absolutely. You, know, you never know. You never know. Yeah. But this wraps up episode one, season two of the Black Diary Love podcast. DeAntoine Smith, I'm out. Miss V Prince, tell me yes. on Instagram your business. Thank you one more guys time. for listening. This is again V Prince, and you guys can follow me on Instagram at the T H E V Prince. That's V E E P R I N C E. All right, all right, y'all heard it best, man. Once again, season two, episode one in the books. So. Go ahead, stream it, listen to it, tell your friends about us, tell your family, your friends, your mom, tell about us, support cuddles and hugs, you know, because at the end of the day, we all just need a hug. We just need a hug and someone to tell us it's all right. I don't care how hard you is or how hood you is, when you get a hug, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. Everybody needs a hug, but the main thing is we just trying to bring love to each other. Bet, that's bet, that's bet, the main bet. thing is we're trying to bring love and try to stop the violence. We're trying to make sure that everybody, you know, respect each other's environment, pecking uh-huh. boys, you know, learning what it is, what it ain't about each other. And, you know, we got great people such as V Prince out here who's out yeah, in the streets y'all. doing it, who's making it possible, who's making it good for everybody, man, you know. And that's and that's all we could ever ask for. So, yeah. I appreciate everybody who's listening. You know how at first, Anchor gets the podcast first, and then Apple, Spotify, Google, iTunes, mm-hmm. they get it later on before the day ends, so... Stream that, support Cuddles and Hugs, Inspiring Market TV, you know, go catch that. And uh, one more thing, um, November 23rd, No More Gun Violence, Saturday, November 23rd. Uh, November 23rd, No More Gun Violence, event hosted by Gap Stars. So be on the lookout, lookout for that. That'll be hosting in uh, the community outreach, uh, September, I mean, November 23rd in Conyers, Georgia. So... You know, come out to the event out there. There's no more gun violence. If you want more information on it, you know, hit up Black Diary Love on IG. That's Black underscore Diary underscore Love. We appreciate y'all. Don't forget to stream the episodes of season one. Stream the new episode right here, season two, episode one. And, you know, leave us a comment. You know, whether it be good, bad, medium, we accept it all. Rate us. We, uh, hit us a comment. We accept DMs. We accept emails. You know, we just accept it all. We expect love and everything from everybody else. But other than that, we're about to get up out of here. We appreciate y'all. Remember, success starts when you wake up. Y'all be safe out here. And please be careful. Please be careful. All right, y'all. Peace.